Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions. رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله Dear brothers and sisters I'm so pleased tonight for many reasons Number one I am here back in the Masjid Al-Huda where we have uh, given so many talks, speeches met with brothers for a long time. Number two, that I have, I am seeing now the young generation in front of me, the uh, brothers who give me the courage and actually the challenge, not only the courage, because now I have to, uh, to be very careful in order to be able to, to make sense and uh, conviction to the uh, younger generation, this generation that's going to hold and carry the flag be, uh, behind us once we are gone from here, whether for retirement or for the uh, ultimate retirement. So I'm so pleased that we can see that our uh, future is in front of us. Uh, thank you very much, brothers, for arranging this. Number three, the talk that has been scheduled tonight on the issue of atheism, uh, it strikes me back. Uh, the reason I am saying it strikes me back because I thought I was done with this issue more than 30 years ago. Actually, about uh, starting from year 80, how much is that? 39 years? 80? until now 30, 39, yeah, 39 years uh, since I have left that topic behind me there was a time when atheism was big and flying high at the time when the Soviet Union Russia was behind this topic, behind this issue uh, the reason I am saying that is because this issue of atheism actually has never been a real serious issue at any point in the in the history of mankind it was never the only time the issue of now let me define when we talk about atheism we talk specifically about the denial of the existence of an eternal entity behind the universe the denial the denial of the fact that there is a creator for this universe. That is the main issue. You, there, there could be many definitions for that, but this issue for humanity, for people, to say there is no, no entity, no creator, no power behind the existence of the earth, the skies, life, universe, people, this issue has never been a serious issue in the life, in the history of mankind. 
It did exist, but it has never been an issue, except for a period of time between almost 1917, 1920, the early 20th century, until the end of the 20th century. This is the period of time where there was an empire, a country, a very strong country called the Soviet Union, which actually it was Russia that created a union called the Soviet Union, and they adopted an ideology that is based on the notion that there is no God behind this world. That is, that was an era where atheism was flying high, concept of atheism had big support and people actually did have the courage to put it in their books in their curricula in their schools to teach it starting starting from KG all the way to college it was taught as a topic like you uh, learn physics or chemistry actually it was embedded almost in all subjects whether it's history or geography or physics or math or science it was all over but fortunately this era has ended it has ended in 1990-1991 when the Soviet Union collapsed and the whole empire which was built around this idea collapsed and Ironically, the Soviet Union, which was based on an ideology which came out of atheism, probably it is the shortest, shortest empire that ever lived in the history of mankind. No superpower, no superpower has risen and fallen in that period, in in that short period of time, which is almost uh, less than 70 years, the age of that empire lived less than 70 years old. Anyway, still we are living in the remainders of that era. Still there are people that have come out from that era of the Soviets, communism, etc., that are still bragging about atheism and trying to revive it. Claiming, and of course now they have used some of the uh, a new physicist like Steve Hawking and some others uh, talking about the denial or the non-existence of anything but universe. And the issue here, the issue is that the way they want us to think is that this cup exists because it exists. That's as simple as that. This phone exists simply because it exists. It is there. Don't ask me where it came from. It is there. That is the idea. Me, I'm sitting in front of you. You say, oh, the brother is there. I, could, I can see him. Why do, you have, why do you have to think that this brother has come from somewhere else? Or there is a power behind his existence here. He is just sitting on the chair in front of me. Nothing more, nothing less. That is the essence of atheism. Now, Deeply, they try to now to bring some evidences, trying to prove that this is the case. Leaving this topic for a second, and I will come back to it, 
If you look at the Quran, the Quran has built with issues like this. The Quran, which is the the main source of Islam, like Allah in the Quran, in some verse he would say, if you ask them who created the heavens, who is behind the earth and the heavens and the skies, they would say Allah. That is one issue. People who do not believe in Allah Azza wa Jal, who do not believe in Islam, who do not accept Muhammad as a messenger, who do not accept Quran, when you ask them about the creation, they would say, oh Allah Azza wa Jal did create it. That is one form of denial, not of the existence or the creation, the denial of the role of the creator. So there are two issues. One issue is that there are some people who would say, no one did. We exist simply because we exist. There is another category of people which are almost, they fall in the same line, but with different style, different taste. They say, ah, you know what? This world is created, but this creator has nothing to do with, with us. He created us and he left. He created the universe and let it go. That's one type. And this type we will deal with because it's more dangerous more dangerous than the one who says there is no God at all. Because this someone, he appears to be, oh, we, we are talking the same language. Oh, Allah is the creator. You say Allah is the creator, we say he is the creator. Okay, but you want Allah to run your life, I would say Allah doesn't run my life. And this type did exist in the history way before the old philosophies during the Greeks. There is the, the philosophy that's based on someone called the Heraclitus, which is in Arabic, Abu Qurat. They are the ones who thought that this world was created by a creator. However, now this is the logic. Now let me here uh, uh, specify the danger of using the so-called the mental logic. Now some of you will say, oh, Everybody wants to be logical. Well, logical in its philosophical sense, it means you use your mind to produce thoughts without looking at the reality. So those people, the Greeks, what they said, oh, there was a creator, big, powerful, pure. They made all types of imagination about the purity of God. Then this creator, created a universe, created people, created life. And look at our life. Our life, I have blood in me. Sometimes you eat, you have some of the remainders of your and the waste when you put it out in the garbage, it's uh, filthy. So God created this type of thing, but whatever he created has a substance which is way less pure than the substance of God. So God, the creator, the pure, would not, it will be counterproductive. It's against the, 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 the norms of brain to accept the fact that God would be involved in, such the, in, 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 in something that's dirty, if you will. Dirty, filthy, less pure. So God now would not touch this impure things. So he let it go. 
That's a philosophy. But then because he let it go, say now we are on our own. We don't need a messenger. We don't need the rules of God. We have to live on our own. It's a chaos. Out of this chaos, you make your life. This is the essence of what is called democracy today. You know, democracy that people adore, they love, they think this is the ultimate thing that people can have. That comes out from the old Greek philosophy that because God is so pure, and this pure cannot touch the impure or the less pure, therefore you, he will let you on your own. He let the skies fly, the stars will move the way they want, the orbit, the, uh, the sun moves, the moon, in any manner they want, eventually they will come to some type of synchronization. And the people would fight, would struggle, would do all types of nasty things. But eventually, you will come up to certain type of rule, which is the ultimate way that people can live. And they call this democracy now. So that's one. There is another type, which we, are, we wanted to emphasize today and in the next uh, sessions. The type of people who would say this world, this world that we live in, does not have a beginning at all. It has always been there. There has always been something. You never needed someone to bring this world into existence. And to these, Allah did make some address in the Quran. You'd simply talk about people, Muslims, says, There are people who think and ponder about the creation. In another place, Allah says in Surah, in one of the Surahs, Surah Al-Ghashiyah, or in, in another Surah, If you don't believe that there is a creator, look at the food you are eating. Look at the food. Food comes, you have some tomatoes, some vegetables, you have meat. Where does it come from? We brought water from the... There is water, rain falls. And that rain causes the ground. صوابنا الماء صب ثم شققنا الأرض شقة فأنبتنا فيها حبة وعنبة وقطبة then the ground would be opened up would be cracked then something will grow some food will grow from there it will grow like grapes olives trees fruits and then all of this would be food for you maybe food for the animals the animal would eat it they will make some meat then you will eat the meat all of this is a system that is synchronized, that comes one after another. Tell me how could this happen without a power being behind it? That is one way. In another place, Allah is talking to us. Don't you think about the camel? Now camels, talking about camels and of course all animals. Look at the skies up, 
How could it be sustained in this manner? Don't you think it needs a sustainer? Uh, look at this ground and this earth, how it has been created, how it's been formed and shaped. And look at the mountains, look at the things around you, think about them. So there is an invitation to think about the realities that we see. Look at them and ponder and see whether they could exist on their own. So there are many references in the Quran that tries or that points the brain and the mind to think. Use your brain, use your thought. Think about these things. So having said all of this, come to the major question then. If somebody would come and tell me, you know what? This world does not have a beginning. And he addresses me with a question, can you prove otherwise? Can you prove that the world has a beginning and it has a creator? The first question, that's my style, I would say, you know what, I want you to give me an evidence, you give me an evidence that this thing is eternal. I'm not going to give you an evidence that it has a beginning. Can you prove to me that this thing, in parentheses, eternal. Eternal means it does not have a beginning. Okay? So I reverse the challenge. So never accept. Now, I could start doing the, my analysis and proving my ideas, my thoughts, my beliefs. There is no question about that. But from the perspective Number one of a Muslim, number two of a human, number three of someone who has a thought that I respect my thought. And that is one method of approaching things. Somebody would come and tell me, this thing is eternal, it has been there forever. I will ask him, what's your evidence? If you will tell me this earth, this sky, this universe, these stars have been, have been there forever and ever. I will ask him, how do you know? Give me your evidence. You give me the evidence, not me to give you the counter evidence. Now, that puts something called dialect. This dialect, you are already on top of the event. Number one, you are on top. You put the challenge on the other, so he will start now bringing all types of good stuff or junk. It doesn't matter. And you will see that there is there are pitfalls almost in every sentence or every evidence that the guy brings. Even if it was Steve Hawking or Karl Marx or Engels or whoever it is. Because the issue here, the person, where is the challenge? The challenge is that the word eternality, eternal means something that has no beginning in time, no limits, doesn't have limits at all. It's absolutely unbounded now, if I ask any of you, have you ever come across something that doesn't have a boundary? This one has boundaries. My voice, my voice, which is an energy that comes from my mouth, it has boundaries. Because now you hear it. If you go 50 meters, you will hear less. Keep moving. At some point, it will disappear. There are boundaries. If you look at the universe around you, you can always see the limit. You can see part. You can see a boundary. 
a boundary of anything that you look at. In fact, if it doesn't have a boundary, you cannot see it. How could you see me? Because I have a boundary. I am bounded by my body, by my shape, by my volume, by my looks, by my color. All of these are boundaries. If I didn't have boundaries, you couldn't see me. So if I ask the question to anyone in the wall, anyone, whether you here, the elder people there, the man sitting on the back there watching me and see I'm going over my time boundary, he's looking at the, at the time boundary, you'd see everything has boundary. And therefore, you will never be able to come up with an example that has no boundaries at all. Which means, the one who is going to prove to me that there is something eternal, he doesn't even know what is eternal. Because he has never come across something eternal. He cannot show, sometimes they say, oh, how could you believe in a God that you don't see? How could you believe in something eternal that you cannot even know? Because an eternal, it doesn't have boundaries. And if it doesn't have boundaries, you will not be able to see it. You will not be able to touch it. You will not be able to hear it. As I said, you hear my voice because my voice has boundaries and its frequency. The frequency. I'm speaking using one and only one frequency. If I was speaking in absolutely numerous frequencies, all types of frequencies coming from my mouth, you would never be able to hear me. It's impossible. If the frequencies of light that is reflected from my body, they are absolutely enormous. There are billions and billions and billions of frequencies coming from out from my body. You would not see me. There is no way you could see someone that has infinite number of lights coming out of me. Because what is it that you see now? I'm in front of you. What do you see? My face. This is the reflection of light on my face. The light is reflected, comes out to you, and you see this reflection. Now, if this reflection coming from all sources of light, you will not be able to see me. Period. Which means, the one who is trying to prove to us, this is where the catch is, about atheism. Oh, there is no God. What do you mean there is no God? It means that, what you see here in this world has no boundaries in time. They have been there forever and ever. They have been here for long, 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 as much as you, you can say a long, long time. Can you pinpoint me to anything, anything that has been sitting there for a time that is beyond boundaries? Of course not. Of course not. They will always tell you, oh, you know what? There is a big bang that took place maybe a few billion years ago. Okay, a few billion years ago, that's a time. Tell me something that doesn't have time. I say, oh, you know what? Maybe there is a black box moving or the black, uh, the black hole. Oh, but even physics, they say this black hole has been sucking out some of the material bodies that are left over from the universe. But those things which are left over, they do have some time. They started after the Big Bang, and the Big Bang started some time. 
Where is eternality? There is none. That is one thing. This is a method of thought. Never accept someone to put you on the spot that you have to defend an idea you have. Now, this method means I reverse my thinking procedure, I reverse the battle so that I push the ball back to his court. So he has to defend it. This is one thing. And during the sessions, we will talk more about that. Now, if I am the one who is approaching, if I am the one who is presenting my idea, I say this world is created by Allah Azza wa and Allah has determined that the universe will run in a certain orbit, in a certain manner, in a certain system. He created the humans and he created the plants and the food, etc., etc., to make this life uh, the way it is. I am presenting the idea, then I will stand behind it and I will prove it. Then I will prove my idea. I will prove what I am talking about. There is no problem in that. But then I am putting against my, uh, let's say, the, the foul or the other, the counterpart, I am putting a whole idea there. I'm not just saying, okay, let's get this mental exercise and see if I can prove my idea. No, no, no. I'm bringing the entire package, a package of Islam. I'm not here only to argue a pure philosophical thing. I want to establish an idea, that idea that will eventually take place in our lives and will make sure that we can live with it and we can use it and we can use it for our ethics, for our morals, for our values, for our systems, for our rules, for our uh, governmental structure, for our economy, for our social life, for everything. So it's not an isolated idea. That's when I start proving every bit of my idea. That's what we call, I prove my aqidah, my iman, my faith, the foundation of my belief. I can prove all of that. This is mine now. I'm not putting it in isolation. So there are two things that we look at. If someone is approaching me with this idea of atheism, I will say, okay, you are bringing this idea of atheism. Tell me more about it. You give me your idea. You give me your proofs. You give me the proof that there is no creator for this world. You give me a proof, not for no creator. You give me a proof that this world does not need a creator. You give me a proof that this world has existed forever and ever and ever. That does not have a beginning in time. You give me a proof that time can be infinite. You see, I'm putting more and more challenge. You see, you are telling me that this thing, the age of this cup, now the cup comes from the glass, the glass comes from the uh, rocks, the rocks come from the mountain, the mountain comes from the earth, the earth comes from the universe, the universe, blah, 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 all of this, okay, all of this is part of its age. Keep going back. Tell me, prove to me that this age has a limitless, endless, no beginning. It's absolute infinite. Prove to me the existence of infinite. Now, some of you who are in the high school or early college, where you take the mathematical series, sometimes they say, oh, this mathematical series goes to infinity. And they put this summation goes from zero to infinite. 
And sometimes they go from minus infinity to plus infinity. Ask your teacher one time, what, where does this infinity end? How do you know that there is an infinite thing of these numbers? What does it mean? And immediately you could be hushed or say, oh, no, 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 we are just talking about it in abstract manner. What do you mean abstract? You want me to base my belief and my life on abstract? This is, has to be real. The word infinity, the word infinity, infinite, infinite numbers, infinite stars, infinite people, infinite atoms, does not exist. There is a finite, there is a finite, well-determined number for everything. Those of you who have studied a little bit of science and physics, when they tell you about the number of atoms in a molecule, number of atoms, or even number of electrons, today they have a number for that. They have a formula that can compute how many atoms in a certain uh, 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 basic element of the material. And they call it the uh, atomic number. And within the atomic number, they can actually calculate the total number of photons or electrons or even quantums today in the quantum theory, those who know the physics. There is nothing that has a physical existence that does not have a finite number or finite size or finite shape or finite energy or finite blah, blah, blah. So sometimes they bring us to the physics and they want to take advantage of someone who starts using abstract notations in order to prove the existence of infinite. That's absolutely absurd. That's not true because in our studies, my study, your study, the same physics, the same chemistry, whatever, there has always been the notion of finite thing in anything that we study. There has never been, never been a notion of infinite. Even during the whole era of the so-called Soviet Union, during the era of atheism, the issue of infinite has always been used as, used as an abstract notion. And when you say abstract, means it's not real. There is no real notion of infinite. And you can challenge that. No matter how your age is, or what your knowledge of science is, or how much in-depth knowledge you have in physics or in chemistry, you can always challenge me or anyone say, ask me the question, show me brother or mister or doctor, tell me whatever title you want, show me something physical that has infinite characteristic. Point me to it, I would like to see it. I'd like to know it. Give me some time, I would like to study it. I am humble. I'm not challenging you. I'm not being very uh, rude here. I just want to know. Is it the uh, uranium? Is it the stars? Is it the electrons? Is it the frequencies that are waves? That are infinite? <laughs> there are brothers here who have worked in one of the biggest telecom 
companies in, in the world with Motorola. They have, huh? You did? Not anymore. At least used to be. Yes, used to be when they when they when they worked around the frequencies. Okay. If the notion now frequency is the how fast an object can run per second. That's usually it's per second or per the frequency of my words or the brother can speak. 10 words per second. That's a frequency. Frequency means how frequent. It's, sometimes we put the word frequency and it, it, it sounds like magic. We don't understand it. It's very simple. Frequency is from frequent. How frequent can something run or go or repeat per unit time, per second, per minute, blah, blah, blah. If frequency, this repetition, was infinite, whether infinite number of repetitions per unit time, then there is no way you can catch it. It's impossible. You cannot get it. So you cannot use it. You cannot make out of it some form. You cannot build a receiver to accept it, to take it, because it runs so fast, faster than you can even manage to receive it or accept it or, or catch it. That's what infinite means. If the number of these frequently running things, you have a kid running at 10 steps per second, you have someone who's running at 1,000 per second, you have a car, you have a plane. If the number of things that are running at frequencies, at different frequent numbers, are infinite, you cannot catch any of them because they will overwhelm you. The reason we can build phones because the frequency is finite. It's large, 5 gigahertz, which means 5 billion numbers per second. It could be more, could be 1 tera. They are working on that. Now, if Trump would hear me, someone is working on a terahertz, would say, oh, they are stealing our 5G again, like with Huawei. It could be, but it's still limited. It could be at petahertz, which means 1,000 tera. It's absolutely huge, but it's still finite. Because if it ever runs, you know what does? Something runs frequently with infinite. It means this stuff exists here and here and here and here at the same time. Can you think of something that can be here and here and here and here at the same time? No way. No way. It's impossible. This is exactly, exactly what these atheists actually claim. When they say things have no limit whatsoever, there is infinite, then I would assume that the infinity could exist for the frequency, could exist for the size, for, could exist for the existence, could exist for the color. It could mean that at the same time you are looking at me, you will see, oh, this brother, he's looking to me as black, white, uh, yellow, green, at the same time. Keep changing colors all the time, and you could see me, a black and a white and a yellow and a green and etc. and the red at the same time. It's impossible. 
That's not true. That's what atheism in reality it means. Just like look at this fan on top of you. Could you see that? It's running and it's running fast. Look at that one. It's running slower. And that one is a bit faster but not fast as this. I could imagine that this runs faster. This is slower. But can you imagine? Can you accept? Not imagine. Can you accept that this thing once it starts spinning fast, 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 each pedal, each uh, blade of the fan would be in the same location, in the same location all the time while it's running, which means it runs and comes, comes back to the same location at the same time. Would that be possible? No way. Now this one I understand it's faster. I cannot even follow the blade runs, runs, runs. It, if you run it faster, I will not be able to catch it with my eye, but if I can look at it with a microscopic structure, use some called slow motion, I take it with a photo, or with a video, and then do the slow motion, oh, then I could see it. It's actually rotating from one location to another location. But there is no way in the world, no way, that you could see this thing is rotating at infinite speed. Infinite speed means each blade exists in the same location at every time. Which means all the blades will be at the same location. Which means this does not become a fan. It becomes one solid thing. Oh, if it was going to be one solid thing, why would the Chinese make a fan with four or five blades then? Why don't they just make them with one blade? That's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. So that's exactly when they tell us about infinity, about infinite, about abundance of time, about no limits. Exactly. If I want to translate that into something physical, I would say, well, do you know what you are telling me? You are telling me that this fan, it doesn't need to run doesn't need an engine because it exists all the time at the same place. The blade, each blade, moves and comes back at the same time. There is no way, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. That's the essence of atheism. That's what they say. If you try to translate the world from philosophy into reality, you will immediately discover that this world or this idea does not even deserve to be looked at as a thought. It is a joke. It's a joke. Nothing more, nothing less. And you can immediately, once you start arguing with me, if I am the atheist thief, and you start arguing with me, telling me, tell me what does your atheism mean? I'll start telling you, eventually I will have to stumble into the word infinity. Ah, oh, okay, I got you. Infinity means this fan will run at infinite speed. If it runs at infinite speed, it means it will not rotate. It will be always in the same place. Counterproductive. That's not true. It means that this person has so many colors at the same time. There was a time, and I will conclude with this, next time we'll talk more. There was a time when some of the scientists thought that 
this electron inside the material, let me talk about electronic stuff. All of you guys have know what electron is. They did not understand the nature of electron. And because they look at when they on on uh, uh, scopic things, the the uh, telescopes and the uh, oscilloscopes and those things that can see tiny little things, they look at it. They find this electron exists in multiple locations at the same time. Man, that's impossible. Even scientists they thought it's impossible. So they said, ah. Then electron is a wave. It's like one wave, and that's why I see the electron as a wave. It's here, 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 here. Oh, okay. So they under they were satisfied with the notion that electron is a wave, is not a physical entity. Why? Because those scientists, the physicists, those are the the, the good guys, the ones with mind. They could not comprehend. They could not comprehend, and they would they would not be able to comprehend that this electron would be found in multiple locations at the same time. Otherwise, the issue of infinite speed would be existence. Otherwise, they would have to believe that there is something called infinite speed. But that was impossible. So they thought it must be a wave, and they continue to think that way until they found the electronic oscilloscopes. The very magic, majestic oscilloscopes, where they were able to spot this body, electron that moves at very large speed, that is beyond the ability of the human instruments to catch it. But eventually, they were able to catch it as something that it is moving from one location to another location. So it was discrete; it was not a wave. It is a physical entity. It's a physical entity that does exist in one location at one time, or in the second location at another time. But the time is very little. Time is very little. Okay, but we expand this time using our phones, your our our video, our slow motion. We can slow it down. But nevertheless, eventually the theory of electron as a wave faded away. Today we do not teach in physics electron as wave. We teach it as a physical quantity, and we started talking about quantum physics. Quantum from the word quantity. It has a quantity. It has limited, well-defined quantity. Okay. So that's where things are moving. As I mentioned earlier, in the world of physical nature, there is nothing that's called infinite. Absolutely nothing. And anyone who can find something that has infinite characteristics. Infinite speed, infinite locations, infinite frequency, infinite size, infinite volume, infinite boundaries. Show it to me or to anyone in the world. It does not exist. And that is step number one in understanding this whole issue that is coming to haunt the young people again and to fascinate them with the word "oh, I am atheist." Sometimes I, I met some. Uh, young students in my university say, "You know what? I'm atheist." Mulhid in, in Arabic they say, "Okay, come let's let's talk." You, Mr. Atheist, what does atheist mean? What is it that you believe in? What is it? That, what is it that you don't do not believe in? Oh, I don't believe in God. Okay, you don't believe in God. God may bless you at the, at some time, but tell me what do you believe in? 
Oh, I believe in atheism. Exactly what? That there is no beginning for the creation. Meaning what? Meaning that the time that this world exists is infinite. Infinite means what? Oh, no limits in things. Okay, show me one of those infinite things. I would like to see it. See, when you reverse this counter-argument, then the guy would start, you know, oh, atoms. I say, well, atoms, there is something called Avogadro number, which is 10 to the 27 something. It's a number. But that's not fine, not infinite. I put some zeros in front of that. There are limited number of zeros. Done. Finished. Show me something else. Oh, the stars, they existed a long time ago. I said, how long? I said, oh, maybe billions of years ago. Oh, what billions is finite. The billion is 10 to the power 9. How many billions? Million billions? That becomes a trillion. Fine. But there are 12 zeros there. That's finite. Tell me something else. Then the poor guy would run out of examples. Say, okay, now let's go back to what I believe in. Let's talk about, I believe that the world is finite. Well, I don't have even to prove it. We just proved that. We just talked to each other, and you proved yourself to me that everything that you come across is finite. So the world is finite. This is finite, this is finite, this is finite, I am finite, you are finite, you are limited, I am limited, okay. I believe that everything around me is finite. That's my belief. That's my ideology. Everything around me is finite. Then he would ask me, but where is God that you believe in? He said, oh, God that made the finite thing exist because the finite needs a beginning. Because it is finite, it has to start. And if it has to start, so something has to start it. The one who has started the finite thing is the God that I believe in. End of the story. It is indeed end of the story. We can make this, we can prolong this, and we talk about it more to comprehend what I have just said, fine, but this is end of the story. I believe that the world is finite, and that is my belief. You believe, or they believe, that there exists something called infinite which does not exist. It is end of the story of atheism. Atheism does not stand a chance in front of someone who can think, who can think and be able to reverse the argument. Okay, I'll stop right here and uh, uh, we will take this more, give more real examples. There is an issue that I want to address later, the issue of the relation between the physical being and time, between space and time. Okay, space, this thing occupies a space, but it does have a time, an age. We would like to make correlation between space and time. And once we do that correlation, once we understand the relation between space and time correctly, we don't have to be scientists, we don't have to be physicists, we have to be thinkers. We have to use our brains, then that would be the final blow into the whole issue of so-called atheism or anti 
existence of God. We will talk about that, and that is a very important topic which we will touch on. I'll stop right here. Assalamu alaikum Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our